0: And welcome back to the Constitutionals Podcast. If you didn't know, this is the only podcast for the website cpluscomedy.com. Like I said, it's the I go there. I'm your host, Chad White. And I only sort of kind of messed up the intro for this a very special episode of the Constitutionals. If you've been listening for a very long time, you know that this is episode 100. And if you have been listening for a very long time, you, also, you are also lying to me because I've seen the listens. I know the subscriber count. I got all that information sitting in the back of my, I was going to say throat. It didn't make sense. Head. If you're watching this show, if you're watching this on youtube.com slash C plus comedy or the website, C comedy.com, you may see that I am wearing a suit, got my shirt and tie and everything. I even got the shoes and the socks on, uh, before that, not even five minutes ago, I was <laughs> in gym shorts and a t-shirt. Something I don't let people see me in a lot, unless you go to the gym. So, there you go. Uh, this is a very special episode, as I said before. This is the 100th episode of The Constitutionals. I'm turning down the microphone because I did see myself as peeking. <laughs> oh, before we get started, I, I'd, uh, I wasn't sure if I was going to talk about this uh, or not. Very sad news I got that a friend had passed away uh, months ago, but none of us knew about it. Uh, his name is Kevin Chang. Very nice guy. Very smart, Uh, wonderful. Just one of my favorite people in the world. Um, Sad to hear that that happened. Uh, He's uh, I I don't even know. I don't know the words to say. Um, I'd known him since high school. He was in grad school, or I'm sorry, he was he was just finishing college. Um, And uh, yeah, he loved we we bonded over video games uh We were a very strange uh couple of friends a very very odd set, like you know just me and my bumbling self and then uh just short uh little little asian boy uh i one of my favorite people in the world sad sad to hear they he passed and i wish him h i wish his i hope his soul's at peace at rest and uh hope his family is okay with it but they it happened months ago. Uh, I only found out because I went to, you know, go check his Steam account, because uh, I didn't, he wasn't on, and uh, saw in his comments that a bunch of people had posted ripped, followed a link to a gaming forum where somebody had linked to a uh, WSB news article about it. They didn't mention his name, but that I saw his house they that they had in the video story. And that is when I knew. And then that was. And I called a friend immediately. Like as soon as I even saw the the rips on the steam, I called a friend immediately. Contacted a bunch of people. Uh, it's very sad. Uh, definitely, he was he was on his way to do some amazing things. I uh, was applying to jobs. Just and he was about to graduate too. Like he was going to graduate in December, and he passed away. Uh, I think right around thanksgiving like the end of november so but this is this episode 100 episode special is dedicated to kevin chang and uh he will be missed so thank you for listening to that if you want to hear any more stories about kevin chang i've got way more and i know you i know you don't want to hear him because (laughs) anyway Uh, (laughs) so Let's get on with today's episode. Uh, It's going to be the same episode. It's just going to be me in a suit. (laughs) if you're listening to the audio version, there's nothing else new going on. Just me in a suit. (laughs) Uh, Let's go on. Comedy Central has a new YouTube channel. This is a very interesting topic here. Comedy Central has been trying to find, or really Viacom, if if anything. Uh, Comedy Central has been trying to find ways to have... New creators make new things or just have new outlets to make new shows and everything. Their YouTube channel is, uh, I would say it's a success, but uh, the the YouTube channel proper for Comedy Central is, I would say, a success because they just upload the regular things that they have for Comedy Central. Like they upload Key and Peele sketches or they upload uh, segments of Drunk History, which is, if you've ever seen Drunk History, it's three stories told by three drunk comedians reenacted by a litany of famous people. And Craig Kukowski, uh, who is semi-famous, <laughs> it's only for the old, old comedy people out there. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's it's cool to uh, it's it's good that they are doing this. Now they're reaching out. They before they had. Well, let's get into what let's get into what this is. So, Comedy Central. This is from Variety. This is an article uh, written by Todd Spangler, old Spangs. Comedy Central launches YouTube channel for original series and specials. The Viacom-owned brand is touting the new Comedy Central Originals YouTube channel as a "quote one-stop shop" for the very best digital original comedy. The channel uh, came about last week when I was recording this; <laughs> it like it, it popped up then. Uh, I mean, I, I guess they just renamed one of their channels because uh, they have a, a pretty deep subscriber base already. But this—it's really interesting that they have this stuff. They have of. Uh, videos from YouTube creators already. They already have a a series called Blark and Son, which is a a very odd looking puppet series (laughs) that is very scary. And I can't believe people watch this, but like I, yeah, I think, yeah, it was already a, it was already a channel that existed, but they just renamed it officially. And it features a slate of new and returning series, stand-up, and social content, which is my favorite thing, social content. Again, look, Comedy Central, if you want to hire me to have a very crappy version of The Daily Show, I will give you news time. I don't even sell it. I'll just give it to you. Um, yeah, so there's going to be five new pieces uh, of, of things weekly, five new videos weekly, essentially. So, There we go. Uh, One of my favorite things is that this is uh, it gives it gives people of who are essentially me, (laughs) Uh, you know, people who are young and vibrant and ready to get and thriving, ready to thrive. Excuse me. But they give people like if you if you ever seen a YouTube video, I'm adjusting the mic and it's going to be very annoying for a second. There's a guy named Gus Johnson, for instance. He's he is now making videos with Comedy Central. And so that's going to be really cool to see. Uh, Gus has been, he's been working on his own YouTube channel for years, but I just got into him maybe six months ago, and he's a very funny person. Now the mic is too high. I've been, ing- I, you, think, you think after 100 episodes, I would understand how to control the microphone. Uh, the first special coming out on March 8th will be, or sorry, yeah, cool. Emily Heller, Thick, Ice Thick Nurse. It's a one hour special and it's on, it's exclusively on there. This is for, oh, it was for uh, International Women's Day. That was really nice. Happy International Women's Day. Women's Day. <laughs> uh, this is not the first time that they've done something like this. They've done uh, Snapchat. They That's how James Davis, I think that's his name, James Davis, because that is the fake name that I use <laughs> for a lot of things. <laughs> Uh, yes, James Davis. That's how he came about. Uh, that's I think that's where his. Well, he had like a show on Snapchat, and uh, Comedy Central has been open to doing digital stuff all the time. There was they so they had that Snapchat show. I think they have like a bunch of other, you know, Snapchat shows. They also do the Daily Show for Snapchat. The Daily Show is everywhere. If you can, get, anywhere you can get it. <laughs> anywhere that you have ears and video, you can get it. Even it. it's in podcast form. It's in YouTube form. Uh, what else? Uh, what else is there? There was um. Oh, for their Americans Emmy Emmy consideration, they had, and I think this is like two or three years ago, but they did it for like two, three years straight. So they maybe did it up, up until this year. They had they had very special uh, Emmy consideration videos on their Snapchats and everything. Very strange. I mean, very good, very cool. Uh, they have a bunch of new series coming. One already, uh, you know, a few already started, of course, obviously, but. Uh, you can definitely see that they are putting a lot of stuff, a lot of backing into this. There's a new show called After Hours where, you know, a, a host will sit down with celebrities like Tiffany Haddish, Liam Hemsworth. Oh, wow. Jesus. Benedict Cumberbatch, <laughs> Anna Kendrick. And they talk to people, as, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, stuff like that. Just a whole bunch of things. And the, all, the, all of these people come from the Creators Program, which is an in-house team of comedians and writers that formed last year. Hey, I'm right here. Come on. I'm a writer. I wouldn't call myself a comedian. (laughs) Very sad if I do that. Uh, Moving on, we're going to talk about uh, Annapurna. They lost. All right. So Annapurna is a movie studio that was created by the daughter of a very famous. I got a I think he's a director or something like that. Annapurna. I did. I did a story about this on Newstime. So, this is very sad that I don't know. Megan Ellison. There we go. Megan Ellison is her name, and she is the daughter of, I want to say, Larry Ellison. Okay. So, Annapurna is is just like your A24s, it's just like your 21st Century Foxes, uh, your Focus Features. It is a an indie filmmaking movie studio or TV show studio as well, too. I think they do TV shows. Yeah, they do. They do TV shows. They do TV. I don't know. <laughs> They've done movies like Detroit, Sausage Party, uh, let's see, The Bad Batch, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, Vice, and other movies, you know, of the like. If you've just go look them up, they've done a lot of movies. Uh, Joy, American Hustle, Her, Spring Breakers. I'll stop. Zero Dark 30. I'll stop. You know, I own that Blu ray. I own Zero Dark 30 on Blu ray. I bought it maybe two and a half years ago, and I said I was going to watch it, and I never did. <laughs> There's maybe six Blu rays I own. Uh, that I don't, that I've never seen, but I own like Warrior. I think I've mentioned this before. Who cares? This comes from IndieWire. Annapurna lost at least $8 million on Beale Street. Vice was a $15 million bomb. This is from Jack Scharf. Annapurna, they won two Oscars, but this uh, new report from Variety uh, said that they had a tough holiday season. They had three movies on Christmas Day, If Beale Street Could Talk by Barry Jenkins, Destroyer from Karen Kusama, and Vice from Adam McKay. None of them did well. Uh, Vice lost at least fifteen million dollars for them, which is, you know, it was I wouldn't I wouldn't say a critical darling, but it did it did it was recognized at multiple award shows and uh, this and that, uh, but it just didn't perform well. Uh, a lot of sources saying it's closer to 20 million but whatever. Bill Street lost 8 to 10 million and Destroyer lost 7 million. I think that Destroyer was the I guess like a horror movie something. It's in my red box. I'll see it in a month or so. <laughs> but the so but these movies could you know Destroyer and Beale Street and and Vice. They were all well regarded. They were all if you really care about this. The microphone keeps slipping downwards. If you all really care about um uh rotten tomato scores they it, they all had they all got amazing rotten tomato scores you know i think vice is at 69 percent uh beale street was probably even higher probably definitely even higher It's <laughs> beale street uh, so those movies may have performed poorly for the, the box office the only movie that performed well enough for them was uh sorry to bother you which is the which is the only one that wasn't nominated for a frickin' award. <sighs> Alright, anyway. The studio opened The Sisters Brothers, starring John C. Riley and somebody else in theaters last September, but it did not make it pass- it barely made it past the one million dollar mark despite having a $38 million budget. Oh, one reason that Vice lost so much for Anna Purna is that it cost $65 million to make all those scenes that they didn't use. I saw a scene that is probably going to be on the Blu-ray, but it was on um, Rolling Stone, but I watched it via IndieWire, was that they Adam McKay had been talking about this musical dance number that they had they shot but they just didn't use. I watched it and <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, while it looks simple, it was probably expensive and timely and time-consuming. Timely it wasn't timely. Annapurna's got a long ways to go. You can definitely watch. I will link to it. The episode of uh, uh, News Time I did. Uh, news Time is a weekly news show, it's like The Daily Show, but less funny. Um, and I did an episode about a 24, uh, Annapurna, and a bunch of focus features and a bunch of other indie indie. Uh, I did two episodes. I held, I held up the number three, but I did two episodes. I swear I'm not stupid. <laughs> so I will link to that. And you will be able to uh, see that. It, this really it sticks because Annapurna is a is a wonderful, wonderful uh, production company. They've done a ton of movies that I enjoy, one of Weinstein Company movies. <laughs> it was in twenty twelve. It was before anyone knew or cared. Isn't it interesting? I'm not gonna say anything else. I'm not gonna say anything else. <laughs> I will just make the joke, and I will continue to move along. <laughs> Oh my gosh! They also did. Oh, they also did video games. What remains of Edith Finch? The PlayStation Plus game I got for free, and have not played. I think my PlayStation Plus ran out anyway, so it doesn't matter. But Annapurna is. Uh, I, it's it's only it's losing so much money because you know you can have, in this day and age, where a company a, a streamer like Netflix or a network like I don't want to say HBO. Uh, Netflix or CBS, they could have something that's critically just not panned, but not liked by everybody. And, and, but as long as it's getting views, they don't care. I, 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 you know, I would venture to say as much, I don't know, maybe, uh, happy together. Is that what it's called? Happy together on CBS. I keep pulling I keep bringing this up. Happy together. I don't think that's what it's called. I think that's the show that's going to get canceled. (laughs) Uh, yes that's the Damon Wayans one that's the one that might get cancelled The Neighborhood The Neighborhood is uh, the TV show that, that stars Cedric the Entertainer Beth Burrs, Max Greenfield to China Arnold a bunch of really great talented funny people and it's just another CBS sitcom but uh, Jesus I pulled up The Neighborhood the movie <laughs> that's not what I wanted you idiot it's got, it's got way worse reviews uh, the neighborhood of the show. It has way worse reviews than Happy Together, but w- one of them is getting better views and that is The Neighborhood, which means it has gotten picked up for a second season. It is gotten picked up for a second season. And it's just, it sucks we live in this world where that stuff can happen. So, anyway, listen. That was it for this first half. I'm going to take a real quick break. I'm going to get up, I'm going to adjust my tie, <laughs> and then we'll get on to the main crux of this episode. Thank you for listening. I very much appreciate it. We're back after this. Two, one. Welcome back to the episode of Your Choosing. (laughs) I forgot to bring my phone over for the ever so important timer to get me moving through all of this. I want to do a long episode, but then I just thought, what's the point in doing a long episode for this 100 episode? And I should do a long episode when I feel like it. So let's get moving on to this stuff. So if you've heard recently... In the past week, there have been a lot of movements in the music streaming industry. And a lot of movements that have pissed off a lot of big companies, such as Spotify. I just got a little (laughs) notification from ESPN. I thought it was a phone call. I jumped, and now I look like an idiot. So, last week, this is from Billboard. If it loads up at some point, I will keep talking there jesus chad last week there was a uh, a supreme court ruling uh well i'm sorry no not a ruling <laughs> there was a question that was going to be posed to the supreme court uh that about uh resales of digital music files so let's get into it eric gardner this comes from uh, billboard eric gardner Redigi is now before the U.S. Supreme Court in a legal battle over the reselling of digitized copyrighted works. The company, which attempted to launch an online marketplace for secondhand iTunes songs, has written a letter to the Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg requesting an extension to May the 13th to file its cert petition. So here's the question. Now, oh, here's a bunch of questions. The, uh, this is from Brian Lipkin. An attorney at Babs Calland, <laughs> who's working for Redigi, I guess. These questions, they say, quote, These questions include whether under the first sale doctrine, a person who lawfully acquires a digital file through the internet has a right to resell it. So that means if you buy an album that you don't like, uh, then, and I think the, this is what I think is the pertinent information is you have to buy it. The operative word is Buy. Then you're able to just say, hey, I'm done. I don't want to send to this out anymore. I'm gonna give it away. Give it away. Give it away now. That is from the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and I will see myself out. <laughs> okay. The second uh, circuit court of appeals ruled last December that Redigi was engaging in authorized reproduction when transferring digital files from one user to another. Second Circuit Judge Pierre Laval rejected Redigi's defense on the at that the first sale doctrine, which once ushered in an era of used book stores and secondhand record shops, provided cover for Redigi's business as the process of transferring digital files necessitates the making of copies of original works. It's very interesting. This is the first time I'm really getting into the story. I read the article last week, but this is the first time i really getting into the story. So then they, they did a petition, and they're hopefully going to uh, to be able to do this, you know, hopefully for them. I don't know. You know, streaming is so prevalent, but, you know, it's whatever. Uh, but this, one, this next article comes from Variety. This is kind of in the same wheelhouse. Um, Spotify, Google, Pandora, Amazon, go to U.S. appeals court to overturn royalty increase. This is from Variety written by Jim Swad and Chris Woman. Those companies have teamed up to appeal a controversial ruling by the U.S. Copyright Royalty Board that if it goes through, would increase payouts to songwriters by 44% variety has learned. This is their joint statement. Quote, the Copyright Royalty Board, CRB, in a split decision recently issued the U.S. mechanical statutory rates in a manner that raises serious procedural and substantive concerns. If left to stand, the CRB's decision harms both music licensees and copyright owners. Accordingly, we are asking the U.S. Courts of Appeals for the D.C. Circuit to review this decision. So what they don't want is they don't want to have to keep digging into their pockets to pay the people who have made the music. The four companies all filed within the court separately, but they're all teaming up to basically say, hey, this is, uh, this is not fun. Apple Music is apparently not planning an appeal. I love those peas that are just popping in my mouth. Let's, re- Let's rethink that. Let's rethink that. Uh, okay. It's <laughs> disgusting what I just said. Uh, I don't know if these stories are intrinsically tied to each other at, at any point, but one thing that when I was reading the uh, court appeals for that variety card article is that I'm thinking is uh, for the, for redid you to be able to resell these uh, digital licenses shouldn't. And I don't know if this, if this is how it works, but shouldn't the original songwriters be able to get a piece of that action. Uh, I know from I know publishers, video game publishers don't get the same amount of money uh, if you know, if you buy a used game from GameStop or for some from some bookstore, you don't, they don't get the same amount of money back. I don't think they get I think they, they have to get something right. It's isn't that possible? Isn't that possible? Isn't that isn't that what they have to get? Uh, This is from uh, David Israelite, president and CEO of the National Music Publishers Association, the (laughs) NMPEA. He said, (laughs) when the Music uh, Modernization Act became law, there was hope. It signaled a new day of improved relations between digital music services and songwriters. That hope was snuffed out today when Spotify and Amazon decided to sue songwriters in a shameful attempt to cut their payments by nearly one-third. No amount of insincere and hollow public relations gestures, such as throwing parties or buying billboards of congratulations or naming songwriters geniuses, can hide the fact that the okay, so blah blah blah. So, uh he's again on the side, obviously working for music press. He's well, not music press, music organization. He is on the side of the songwriters, the people that create the music the people who should be paid and awarded for the music this is why we have songwriters uh especially rappers you know going out on multiple tour dates and selling and selling you know god knows how many tickets for a stadium or some whatever concert venue what have you and then uh them selling 75 sweatshirt merch merch i said merch uh so they're selling all this there's so much football going on so many trades I'm just getting getting all these notifications <laughs> Uh so with all that said uh you got to be on the side of the songwriters um you know tickets for a show you know that's how I mean that's how Elton John will make his money you know he used to be able to and I only say Elton John because his is the current tour, his farewell tour has been going on for a year now, and he's been he's going to go on for one more year. He's coming back to Atlanta. I'm so excited. I would love to see Elton John live. That'd be so interesting, so fun. It's uh, this appeal is bad, and the uh, let music writers let music writers have their money. So maybe they can. So maybe that uh you know we. And it's so weird because Billboard, because Billboard has to had to recount rejigger how they count. Uh, rejigger is a word you never hear, <laughs> unless you're me. <laughs> but uh, they have to they have to change the way that they count regular album sales. You know, every thirteen hundred is one is one every thirteen hundred streams is one sale now uh, because people aren't buying physical units anymore. Uh, everybody's on the side of the songwriters. Uh, but these people also didn't say, so they said something about Spotify and Amazon, but they didn't mention Google or Pandora, although it's not clear. Uh, this is from Variety still. Although it's not clear if they knew that at the time of those, those statements, where they are joining Spotify and Amazon. Okay. Yeah. So speaking of Spotify, they are also in the bad music press news. They, uh, they set up an antitrust case, a, a case against, uh, Apple over their Apple tax. This is from The Verge, James Vincent. The streaming service says Apple's 30% cut is stifling innovation and limiting consumer choice. Spotify announced this morning that it's filed an antitrust compliant complaint. <laughs> Jesus Christ against Apple with the European Union, alleging that the iPhone maker is harming consumer choice and stifling innovation via the rules it enforces on the App Store. As Spotify CEO Daniel Ek outlined in a blog post, the company is particularly annoyed about the 30% cut Apple takes from subscriptions made via the App Store. So essentially, this is why uh, people... Don't put their things. They don't put subscriptions. I th- okay, let me give you better. Uh, let me give you better note. This is why Netflix said uh, if you have their app and you want to be a new subscriber to them, then you have to subscribe on Netflix proper, or it takes you to the website. You can't subscribe on the app because uh, anything any purchase made inside the app is going to give seventy percent to the you know the creator and thirty percent to Apple, no matter what. I don't think there's. I think. Android, Google, they do the same, but I think it's maybe like 10%. Don't quote me on that. But Apple, 30% is a significant chunk. If you make $100 uh, and then Apple takes 30 and you take 70 it just doesn't look like it makes sense for anybody. So blow that up to bigger proportions, right? X says that if Spotify pays the cut, it has to... Art, uh, Jesus, artificial... Artificially, oh God. Artificially inflate its prices well above the price of Apple music. So if, enable in order for them to be able to make back the money they're losing, they'll basically I don't know how we spelled it out, but I'm trying to vamp here. <laughs> you they'll be charging thirteen dollars 13, or thirteen dollars, twelve ninety nine instead of their nine ninety nine in order to make back the money that Apple's taking away. But if it doesn't pay, if you don't pay that tax Apple applies, quote, a series of technical and experience-limiting restrictions that make Spotify an inferior uh, experience. So that means, uh, I don't know what that means. Maybe they, they can't slow it down. You know, the app's already on your phone. Eck also notes, "quote Apple routinely blocks our experience-enhancing upgrades. Oh, so they, they can slow down your upgrade process. Whatever. So if there's a, a game-breaking bug, an, an app-breaking bug in the latest update, then they will take forever for you when you when you put in your update for sort certification. They're going to take forever for that. Including Spotify, locking including locking Spotify and other competitors out of Apple services like Siri, HomePod, and Apple Watch. Oh, wow, That's very interesting." Uh, they've got so many things in there. <laughs> Elizabeth Warren's mentioned Warren also, she talked smack about, uh, Amazon, Google and Facebook oh, to be broken up. Oh, be, oh, because these companies are getting, so this person is also going into, uh, companies being so big and be able to do things like this. So, uh, one of the biggest, uh, ideas that was brought up in recent memory was that in recent memory this happened last week elizabeth warren said that she wanted to break up big companies apple facebook uh google and amazon because they're gigantic and they're essentially creating monopolies to do all these things amazon you know it has amazon web services and a large percent of the internet runs on amazon web services ign twitter um uh, netflix all of these things run on amazon web services that's a, a cloud client uh, that hosts everything uh, you know, Facebook's got all this privacy issues, Google, even though Alphabet broke up Google, or even though Google turned itself into Alphabet and then Alphabet broke up into Google and YouTube and all these other things and Waymo and all these other things. It just, it's still the same company, still too big. Apple of course has what? 14 billion in reserves or something like that. I don't know. Uh, and, and cash in cash and reserves. <laughs> Imagine being Tim Apple and that's her, if you have not been watching the news for the past week. As a reference, it's very funny. Imagine being Tim Apple and having a black card and saying, "I got the worry. <laughs> I'm sure it's not a black card, but it's very funny. I think it's a very funny idea. Uh, so this is again in the EU, and uh, there's no there's no clue how far it'll go. In 2017, Google's fined 2.4 billion euros for compliance complaints, Jesus <laughs> related to its shopping business and uh, in 2018 it was fined 4.3 billion euros for complaints about stifling comp- competition in Android that's what happens this anti-competitive nature speaking of which I do talk about mergers on this week's news time so you should check it out and there's a lot of anti-competitiveness because of uh, AT&T and uh, Warner Media and at and used to be huge and then you know it was, it was so big that they were afraid that the government was afraid of anti-competitive natures and uh streamers so you know streamers appeal why do i have two different articles uh spotify responds to its position on the royalty increase continue on that spotify thing oh here's the original article yeah yeah yeah, yeah, that's yeah, fine so you can definitely check that out that's the link to the original article as if you can see my laptop screen <laughs> and uh this last one comes from variety same thing spotify responds to the royalty appeal criticism we're not suing songwriters they just want their money baby Okay, <laughs> uh, so of course, I remember if the, if the complaint, I'm sorry, if the, uh, if the U.S. Copyright Royalty Board um, ruling goes for the songwriters and all the musicians and all that stuff, they'll, they will increase payouts by 44% from Google, Amazon, Pandora, and Spotify. In a blog post, the streaming giant insisted that, oh, this comes from a variety, Gemma Swad. In a blog post, the streaming giant insisted that it is not suing songwriters. It does believe they should be paid more than they currently are, and that its issue is primarily with the "quote unquote" complex CRB rate structure, the significant laws. That's in quotes again. Uh, in the way it was set, the response from certain quarters of the industry has been ferocious. That's when that's when I talked about another stuff. Okay, so then the company uh, also said that in the U.S. the royalty rates for publishing rights for digital music services are determined by a panel of judges, which is the CRB, the Copyright Royalty Board. The rates are, also create a reference point for services that don't rely on the government or set rates and they indirectly influence the ways that publishing license rates work around the world. The CRB recently came to a conclusion about how these rates and uh how these rights and rates would work for the next few years. And we appealed to the outcome. They put up an FAQ in this blog post. Well, almost a nice promise this is very boring for a lot of people <laughs> for a lot of people <laughs> as if I have thousands of listeners. <laughs> Sub hundred uh, <laughs> is this so? The, here's the first FAQ: Is Spotify suing songwriters? No. Uh, which is true. They're not suing songwriters. Uh, they, this is a whole explanation, but I'm not reading this out. Does Spotify think songwriters deserve to be paid more? Yes. Do you support the CRB rates? Here's the answer. We are supportive of US effective rates rising to fifteen percent between now and twenty twenty two so they can cover their hides. Remember Spotify, I think I talked about this a couple of months ago or last month. Spotify or in January. Spotify uh, has officially become cash rich. They're in the green. They're one of the few streaming services, period, music or video, that is able to uh, get to able to get its its uh it's finances in order. That is a quote from the Jimmy Pardo podcast, Never Not fine. One of the only few to get its finances in order, which is very good for them. Uh again, Netflix is eight billion in the hole, something like that. Hulu's cash poor. Um, Amazon's I don't know, actually I don't know I don't know about Amazon, but all the other streamers are not doing so well. You know, every app, every app, a Uber cash poor, I believe. Lyft hood. i don't know they took my money for blue apron and i lost all that money <laughs> cuz blue apron is trash <laughs> hello fresh i need a sponsor <laughs> that camera's probably done so hello fresh <laughs> okay uh but but look at how they they you know 2022 that's uh what four years from now three years from now four years from now three years from now. It's three years from now they want a, a gentle increase I think it's at 12% now. Don't quote me on that. Again, I don't know how much this stuff is. Uh, provided they cover the right scope of publishing rights. <clears throat> but the CRB's 15% rate doesn't account for all these rights. For example, it doesn't consider the the cost of rights for videos and lyrics. They gave one example. <laughs> it's like a, like a child writing a, a high school paper. <laughs> oh, for example, and they give one example. The end. <laughs> I like this because it makes me feel good. <laughs> if you I always think about this. I always think about the writing back when I was a, a teenager was so poor. It was so bad and I wanted to be a writer and it was so bad. But you know, writing a school paper is way different from you know, writing a TV show or writing a book or whatever. It's but it's so it was so interesting how and then you know, people who don't go on to be writers or do anything, you know, academic, uh, and I don't mean academic like you know go to college, but I mean like uh, uh, who who read? I don't and I don't read. <laughs> you see, two books on that night, and I started those. Uh, well, I restarted one of them uh, <laughs> last night. What am I say? Uh, but you know. You know, a lot of people who don't, and I don't mean like academic, like uh, they don't go to college or anything. Like I just said that I mean, academic, like they don't read or they don't see how they don't, they don't write constantly. Uh, you know, you can go on, you go on uh, you know, Reddit or Twitter or Facebook or whatever, and you see people all write the same. It's very interesting. It's not interesting at all, but it's very interesting to see that on the Internet, how everybody writes the same. And it's, uh, our society has been dumbing down. You can be as smart as anything, but you're, but they're dumbing down, dumbing down the way they talk. And it is, and it's very apparent. And I, I noticed this <laughs> and it's, you know, they all write something along the lines of, uh, what I just said, like, uh, like, uh, uh, this, this is my, uh, this is my paper for science. I wrote it because we had to, you know, and they, they do things like that. And, and, that, and it's written like that. Whereas uh, you know you don't you don't flower it up fluff it up a little bit, I think it's very interesting to see. Everybody just kind of they they get they write they get to this high school English level and then they stop. They say this is enough English for me. <laughs> I am done. I'm not saying you have to educate yourself by reading English books or anything. I'm just saying that it's it's very, very worthwhile to check that out. This is a long episode, <laughs> 40 minutes. My God. <laughs> So so let's get back to this FAQ. So why is Spotify appealing? This is their answer. The CRB rate structure is complex and there were significant flaws in how it was set. A key area of focus in our appeal will be the fact that the CRB's decision makes it difficult for music services to offer bundles of music and non-music offerings. This will hurt consumers who will lose access to them. These bundles are key to attracting first-time music subscribers so we can keep growing the revenue pie for everyone. <laughs> I think this is in reference to, and this is what popped up in my head. Spotify is getting used, not used to, they're starting um, music videos or they have started music videos. They've been posting them on the app and they're in are I think the desktop as well, but you can watch music videos and I think they have lyric videos as well. And I think that's in reference to them. This appeal or that answer is in reference to them having to pay for the video would that make sense right they said uh CRB's decision makes it difficult for music services to offer bundles of music and non-music offerings makes it difficult to offer bundles of music I mean that's what I'm thinking that's the only thing that that's because that's what they offer they offer that they offer music videos music and podcasts um and you know and then also bands like you know I, I got an email from disclosure via spotify this morning and they and they gave me uh dates to their 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 most recent shows in atlanta orlando nashville all those pla all the places that they're coming to in august or something like that why would would i ever go to a, a disclosure show like i want to see uh latch live <laughs> you to. and then, you get people in the back oh and then <laughs> and then he's, and he starts playing again <laughs> people <are> like <laughs> very crazy that's a stupid joke so what's the right way to split the pie Spotify offers an answer Music services, artists, songwriters, and all other rights holders share the same revenue stream. And it's natural for everyone to want a bigger piece of that pie. But that cannot come at the expense of continuing to grow the industry via streaming. Let's pause right there. Music services, artists, songwriters, and all uh, other rights holders share the same revenue stream. Okay. And it's natural for everyone to want a bigger piece of pie. But that cannot come at the expense of continuing to grow the v- industry via streaming. Well, Streaming is the only way people are getting access to music. You know, you can't—they can't afford. No one can afford to go to a concert every time. I would love to go see Young Dolph when he comes to Atlanta. I chose Young Dolph for some reason. I would love to go see Young Dolph, uh, but you know, or let's go Two Chains. Let's say Two Chains. He's a more popular rapper. People like. I would love to go see Two Chains, but if his if his uh, his last concert when he was here, I think it cost like 60, 80 bucks, and I just didn't have the money. Um, so people can't go to a show. Uh, Let's see. Watching music video, that's great, but you can't watch music video at the gym or while you're biking or while you're driving if you do. That's dangerous, guys, or girls, or whatever you want to (laughs) be. It's very inappropriate. (laughs) Uh, so So, streaming... And essentially CD sales or or whoever, or vinyl sales. That is the way that people enjoy music. That's just how they do music now. And even then, you can still have YouTube music and you can play a slew on your TV and uh, have a slew of music videos going down, going through, uh, cycling through (laughs) whatever, playing there's there's just a lot of ways to enjoy music and the easiest way is via streaming and if you really like a song if you really like a band you're going to support them and you're going to buy their album when Ye- when uh, kanye's album last album came out yeezy uh first of all i thought it was going to be just like saint pablo <laughs> and only be on sale on uh only be on sale like i thought it was not going to be streaming and uh, so i bought it it was eight dollars i bought it turns out it was streaming <laughs> I, whatever who cares it was eight dollars uh, I care. I need that money now, but <laughs> somebody please hire me. I do great podcasts, but not, but but like I said, streaming is the only way to do that. I lose my train of thought every time I go off on these weird tangents. <laughs> Let's continue. The CRB judges set the new uh, publishing rates by assuming that record labels would react by reducing their licensing fees. But their assumption is incorrect. However, we are willing to support an increase in songwriter royalties provided the license encompasses the license encompasses the right scope of publishing rights. I want to get that sentence. The CRB judges set the new publishing rates by assuming that record labels would react by reducing their licensing rates. Does that mean, an example, a show, Girls, or Insecure. Let's go Insecure. Insecure needs a song for a scene. They go to, I don't know, uh, Bad Boy Productions. I couldn't think. They go to Diddy's Bad Boy Productions or whatever it's called they're like diddy we need a song Uh diddy can we can we take hello good morning <laughs> diddy please we need to use hello good morning in this in this scene and diddy diddy says okay we'll give it to you for 10 bucks it's obviously not that much or that little <laughs> that much we'll give it to you for 10 bucks uh or like or like or say hey we can we purchase it for 10 bucks uh and, but they want the money to be lower or higher, right? Reducing their licensing rates. So yeah. So it, or say let's say hundred dollars. It costs hundred dollars and Dave's like, give me that money, I need to throw more white parties. <laughs> so many weird references. Diddy's like, I want to throw some more white parties. And then uh but the CRB is suggesting that instead of paying a hundred bucks, again we're going down to seventy, you know, taking away that thirty that thirty bucks. I don't know. I don't know how, how that works. Twenty-eight minutes on this part, Jesus. Okay, so, <laughs> uh, but Spotify again said they're open to support an increase in songwriter royalties provide the license encompasses the right scope of publishing rights. I don't understand. I don't understand that last part, but uh, not the howard part. The the reducing their licensing rates. I don't understand that, but it's very interesting to see. Okay, so uh, Mr. Israelite from the previous article. And email a statement that reads in part: "Here, here's this is what he said. <laughs> this guy's really mad. Wow, I didn't think Spotify could sink much lower, but they have. The statement is one giant lie. The CRB ordered a rate increase for songwriters. Spotify is against it. It really is that simple. <laughs> uh, okay, so there we go. That's it. That's it for uh, for that. That's it. very interesting. That." uh, <laughs> Spotify, you know, Spotify is the only one. I think now that they have some money and some power, and I think that they're they're the top streamer, probably, I would say as much. They're the top streamer. They have all this money, this power, and they are now dealing with uh, what happens when you, what happens when you get all the money and the power. Uh, people want your money and your power. I've never had money or power, so very close to neither of those. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great? Uh, but it's interesting. We songwriters should get paid, as should their producers, as should you know everybody on their teams. But songwriters, most importantly, should get paid, and the only way for them to do that now is again I've said is uh, expensive shows. That's why people go on tour for such a long time. Um, but there's no but here. And they have to think of any avenue to get it. Uh, Nicki Minaj, Travis Scott, and a bunch of other rappers, when they sell tickets to their shows, they often do these packages where instead of paying, you know, 80 bucks for a ticket, you get, uh, you pay 160, you get a t-shirt, a poster, you get the ticket, you get all that. You get, you get the, the ticket plus a t-shirt, a poster, uh, maybe some socks. I don't know, but you pay, you're paying a premium in order to get all this stuff because you're a real fan. And then you're also going to be paying them more money. They're going to see more money versus, uh, you and you know they see more money. You know, you heard Astro World, you're like, Great, I like Astro World. You didn't buy it, you just listened to it on Spotify and they're getting ten cents for every listen. You know, for every thousand listens. Uh so this is this is the way to support them. Uh, and any any solid person should want their favorite people to get paid. You know, that's why Taylor Swift uh, teamed up with Ticketmaster and 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 like you know only the real fans could purchase tickets before all the other fans when her last tour happened. Uh, I know I signed up, I like I went on her website. I signed on her website. I signed up. I had to sign up via Ticketmaster just so I could just so I could purchase the tickets. Uh, went on her website, signed up via Ticketmaster, um, made it a TaylorSwift.com account or whatever fan club account. Who care? Who cares? Um, and then with that. And then with that you're you know you if you tweet a certain amount, if you Facebook a certain amount, if you like some things, if you buy some products from her store, then it it gives you <laughs> this is so stupid a rank and you move up that rank you're like, it's gaining XP for a Pokemon trainer uh to put it in the terms that only seven people will like uh it's like gaining XP for a Pokemon trainer every time you take a Pokemon in battle uh when you win. It, it gains experience and it has a chance to level up and evolve and that's what I was a Taylor Swift Pokemon um but but yeah so then and then and then uh when the day finally came I was in I was I was in a certain group of people to purchase tickets say so I think you two did the same thing I only say that cuz those were the last two concerts I went to any users that's it. That's it for this episode of the Constitutionals podcast. Listen, if you like what you heard here, if you like what you saw, hmm. head on over to the <laughs> to the website. I just winked at myself on the camera and felt very uncomfortable. I should apologize to all the women in my life, <laughs> every woman I've ever spoken to. Head on over uh, to the website YouTube dot no C plus Comedy dot com. C plus Comedy dot com. It looks nice. That's where. That's it. That holds everything. Head over to youtube.com slash C plus comedy to see a video version of the show. I just looked at that camera as if it was on. It's not. Head over to youtube.com and see a flash, Comedy, see a radio version of the show. Also see a uh, the uh, news time. Like I said, daily show, but less funny. This week's episode, spoken about it, is about mergers. AT&T and Time Warner's merger. Next week we will get into the uh, D- Disney Fox merger. It should be ending on Tuesday. At midnight, at twelve oh two, excuse me. Twelve oh two, it's it's ending. Midnight oh two. Yes, two minutes past midnight. Very strange, but that's how the merger goes through. Again, four thousand jobs will be lost. But hey, Star Lord gets to meet Wolverine and Mickey Mouse. Or <laughs> Mickey Mouse gets to meet the Fantastic Four. <laughs> Great. Uh follow us on Twitter at C plus Comedy and Instagram at C Plus Comedy for me. Twitter. At Chad Black White, Instagram at Chad Black White. Like us on Facebook. Thank you so much for listening. Uh this is a, episode hundred and I hope there's at least a hundred more. I hope I get at least a hundred times more listeners. Wouldn't it be sad if I kept doing oh god, I didn't want to float that idea. I kept doing this for the dozens of people that listen to this crappy show. Uh at least it's uh I'll stop talking. Okay, thank you for listening. And watching I Love You, bye. I mean, I don't love you. I, I like you a lot. I'll say I love you for one person. Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, fine.